You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. This is a little more relaxing music than the show really calls for, Phil, but thank you anyway. Welcome, everybody, to AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm your host, Candon Bliss. I'm here with an amazing group of people tonight to talk about Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls. And tonight, I got out alive. Woo! <laughs> so let me introduce my panel. I've got, well, I guess I should introduce the one that's sitting next to me. Aww. Steven, what do you go by here at AfterBuzz? Uh, I'm, I'm Steve. I am Steven Lemieux in the After Shows, <laughs> but you can call me Steve or whatever Steve. you want to call me. Steven. And be sure to follow us all on Twitter. I'm at Stephen Lemieux. Absolutely. You guys follow me on Candon, at, on Candon Bliss, at Candon Bliss. <laughs> and I will be tweeting and Instagramming uh, live through all the Get Out Alive shows. So, Woo. And uh, over here to my left, we have the beautiful Ashley. Ashley Michelle. Hi. Ashley Michelle. Ashley Michelle. Yeah. Love it. And Mr. James. Hello. Hello. James Wallington. James Wallington on Twitter. James Wallington. <laughs> at the AM broadcast. The AM Thank broadcast. You. Right? Creative. Very good. I like this crew already. We've got great chemistry. I'm so excited to do the show with you. And first off, like, what did you guys think? I mean, I'm, I'm like, I don't even know that it happened. Did, right. it, did this just happen? I mean, it's your baby, so of course it's probably all just <laughs> coming back to you. It's so overwhelming. For me, I'm, I mean, it's no secret that I'm a huge reality TV buff, but I loved every second of the show from the very beginning to the very end. I just felt like the momentum and the consistency just was so great. Yay, thanks. Yeah. And Bear Girls is really fun to look at. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely may- provides you with, like, the like. there's humor in it, but it's also, it pulled on my heartstrings. Like, all the stories, they're incredible. I, I was actually surprised. I'll give my kind of two cents. Um, I was surprised how many times I laughed. Like, I really did laugh a lot. And obviously... Being on the show and knowing what happened and knowing that a lot of the things were not quite laughable while you were in it and while I was going through it. You know, in hindsight, I'm watching it and it's hilarious that we did those things yeah. and that we survived. How funny was um, Bear's commentary? Because you didn't know any of that was going on. Well... Right, that's true. I mean, some of his commentary, you know, he made his little jokes at us, yeah. and, and we did hear some of his funny comments, and he is hysterical, and honestly, without him kind of popping in and being around, I think we all would have really gotten down. Uh, it's amazing how our attitude changes like that as soon as, you know, Bear's face comes into the picture. Um, his little commentary on the side, when we didn't even know he was watching, was really... With his binoculars. Really like that humorous. <laughs> so funny. Which now, I'm like, of course you were doing that. Of course. <laughs> I just thought it was funny how they, he obviously went through all of these places, did everything that you guys are doing already, but he did it before you guys so they could film him, and it's just like, oh, it makes it look so easy. Yeah. And then you guys are doing it, it's like, I can just imagine how many times under your breath everyone was like cursing up a storm, like, ah, this is so cold. Is, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, the guys on audio must have been laughing so hard. But even watching the show, like, 
I wanted to go camping, mm-hmm. but all the things that you guys do, Bear is like explaining it, and we're like, oh, well, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I would never do that. And then well, you guys are in it, and you're like, you don't even think about it, like yeah. jumping in with your clothes on, the yeah. whole jogging before getting your be- your sleeping bag. It is amazing how things that at least I thought about going into the show that I thought I would be scared to do or thought there was oh, no way I'm going to do that. You know, in my head, I pretty much had already defeated myself before yeah. I got there. And for some reason, having that man in front of you telling you to do something, you just do it. You know, I think that he's going to put you in a position to hopefully succeed. He's going to at least prepare you with the tools to succeed. And if you don't, it's going to be because of, you know, your own whatever. If you're if you're down on yourself, if your attitude's not right. Uh, and that's what really his whole, I think, concept in this show is not to push people to be bad or to make mistakes necessarily. It's just to test you and to see if you're listening to what he's teaching you and to see what character develops within you, uh, positive or negative changes within your character when you're faced with these kind of situations. That's one thing I also liked about this show is that you guys are being practically coached and you're getting mm-hmm. tips and all these like essential skills that you're probably never going to need. But if you do, like you're being taught by such an iconic survivalist like he has done it all he knows what he's doing and like when in your lifetime are you ever going to be with Bear Grylls again you know what I mean (laughs) and I have to just say that this is all my mom's fault (laughs) for better or for worse this is all Mama Donna's fault hello out there Mama Donna I know you're listening probably in Alabama (laughs) and she had a big premiere party in Alabama and I Skyped in it was really fun so shout out to all you guys in Alabama thanks for watching but yeah, all Mama Donna's fault. She called me with this whole crazy idea to go on the show, and I was pretty much brushed it off. Like, this is never going to happen. I'm never going <laughs> to do that show. And, like, three days later, it's, like, a done deal. Like, just, it all happened so fast. Yeah. And it just took me by a whirlwind, and I, I think I fought it for a long time. And then, honestly, once I was immersed in it and just overwhelmed with it, you just have to kind of, like, hands up, and you just go with the flow. And I'm so glad that I did, because... I think if I didn't, I would be I'd be kicking myself. That's let's talk about your mom for a second because I see a lot of my mom and your mom, and it's <laughs> so fun to watch her and like all her little side comments that she made. Like one thing that I really love about your mom is the fact that she's on this journey because she feels like that zest for life has been missing because of her daily routine that she's done her whole life. That she's kind of on this journey to like find herself again or like get that flame reignited for this zest for life. And I feel like my mom's in that point too in her life where she's been doing the same thing and she's trying. So, like, I'm a huge fan of your mom. You're very lucky. Thank you. I am. She's a a real blessing. She's my best friend. And, you know, sometimes she gets me in these situations. And, you know, she knows she knows the best for me. You know, and I think I forget that sometimes, too. And honestly, you know, there are times when it's not always perfect. And we're not always best friends. We fight like best friends, too. But that's kind of the beauty of it is that we both really do have each other's best interests at heart and want the best for each other no matter what. And we're our biggest cheerleaders. And I, I just love her so much, and I wouldn't have done it with anybody else. Yeah. She specifically said she wanted to rediscover herself. If you asked Absolutely. her now, do you think she'd say she did? 
Absolutely. My mom is in pretty much, um, I would probably say better shape than I am at this point. It, it really inspired her to really, I mean, she was a model and I think just kind of felt like she wasn't at her best, you know, she and, and she hadn't been for a while and not to anybody else, but to herself. She just didn't feel like 100% her. And I think this really inspired her to just find that again and to find her passions in life and just embrace people again and just put herself out there and take risks that she maybe didn't take. I know she was a model and moved to New York and she said she kind of gave up a little bit um, just because she got homesick or like maybe got a little bit down on herself and so she pretty much gave up on her dream and I think now she's realizing it's never too late and she's just taking the world by storm yeah. <laughs> and I get to be right there with her. So I wanted to ask, um, through the show where they put so many they put so many challenges in front of you that you'd never think you were doing. Like, they're mm-hmm. jumping into the ice-cold water. Oh, the cold. eyes. The fish eyes. <laughs> and even from this episode towards the other ones that we haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. what was your main motivation that was like, I can't do this, I can't do this, but then in the back of your mind it hits you like, okay, I have to do this. Is it something like where people think, this is an amazing opportunity, if anyone else could kill for my shoes, I'll do it because I don't want them to hate me? Or is it something <laughs> more like you find it in yourself, like, I have to do this, otherwise I'm going to look like an idiot? Like what? Yeah, I or mean, yeah, y- are we going to figure this out at some point? I mean, I think... Because I don't want to, like, you know, no, share a moment course. that we're all going to be like, oh, gosh, that's Cam no, doing that, you know? <laughs> I think you just... I think at least... At the, let's just, like, focus on episode one. So, you know, this premiere episode, we go immediately. Number one, I was afraid of helicopters because I'm just a scaredy cat when it comes to like adrenaline type activities where you do something crazy where you literally could die and really you have no control over it. Um, And I was scared. I was petrified. And as soon as I got, I was walking up to the helicopter, I told my mom, I was like, you know what? I'm not nervous. Like, I'm okay. And we got in the helicopter and we're like sitting there for a couple minutes while the things are like spinning. And I was like, all right, this is fine. This is fine. And we take off and it just it wasn't quite the feeling that I thought it would be. It was better and it was more freeing. And the way you saw New Zealand, I mean, gosh, what you don't even feel like you're in real life. <laughs> you feel yeah. like you're in a dream. It's like the movie The Land Before Time. Like it's never been touched. It's so just there's nothing there's no there's nothing there but pure raw nature and it's so beautiful i i was almost speechless most of the time at least when we first got there because i didn't know what to think it was just so overwhelming do you feel like you could have done those things that you were terrified of if your mom wasn't your partner you know probably not i mean now i think like like i already told bear i'm in for all-star season as well like i just i want to go back so bad i'm so into it now it really got me just got me going it really lit my fire and which is exciting but um you know i i may could could go with another partner i don't know I, I, but that would be hard like it, it would be really hard to see myself doing those kind of things with someone who wasn't had my back all the time and who I really just want to make proud like I've always been the one that wanted to make my parents proud and I think that really was a huge motivation is like being strong for her and knowing that a lot of things were going to be tough for her that maybe she didn't think was going to be tough for her and I kind of did have to be strong for her and and want to make her proud well I have to applaud the the casting team because I have to say this this ensemble of personalities and relationships is wonderful and like you and your mom aren't the only family relationship that we see we have Jim and Austin the father son team we also have Louie and Lucky the father daughter Daughter team. team like how cute are they adorable really cute I mean I love the the funny thing about those two teams is like you know the dads like 
my mom turned 51 on the show on this first episode um, when we were drinking urine. Uh, it was her birthday. and Happy birthday. But, Happy birthday but my mom really thought going on the show that she was going to be the oldest, like the most, like, you know, having problems because she was older. But when we got there and, like, you know, Lucky's getting up there in years and Jim's getting up there in years and they were just as happy as they could be on this show and just so full of life. And that was really inspiring, too, because... If they can do it, there is absolutely no reason that physically I can't do it, mm-hmm. and that's that really kept me going too. I mean, I, I I love everybody. Well, I loved how Jim, especially with this first journey, you guys you land on the rocks of, <laughs> on the glacial river, and when you guys get your your knives, because you know you had to draw the knives to get a specific task. There's shelter, there's obstacle, there's food, fire, and that's that's yeah. only four. That's four. Yeah. Um, Jim. Like oh Austin was Austin's the son right yeah. Austin, yeah. Okay. Austin yeah. literally just took the lead and had no idea you guys are embarking on this journey and he really stepped it up and I already with that first line that he said about how he's here to prove that he's not just a computer geek well he did it in the first five yep. minutes of the show he is he is like all up on some bear grills like he <laughs> loves bear so much and it was so cute he's read like all his books and just like loves that and just has such an adventure within him that I think nobody sees when they look at him um, which is I think a cool thing for a lot of us was like to break this stereotype of whatever we look like or seem like whatever we do for a living you know don't, don't put people in boxes because mm-hmm. we're, we're capable of so much more and I think you know we connected on that a lot and um, they're just good good people just good solid people Austin definitely proved me wrong because I was skeptical at first. Because a lot of people, a lot of people like to talk big and then yeah. they get into the thick of it and it doesn't work out. But he also kind of scares me to a point in that I feel like he's going to push himself a little bit too far, and that might be a hindrance for him later mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I do remember you know talking with him after the. I mean, we will talk about the challenge, but I did talk to him and he was like that was hot like it was still to drink that at 60 degrees is so hot it literally burns your throat and gives you ulcers and so there is like something to be said about maybe being careful when you're doing crazy things like that I was surprised I didn't see any of them like dig a niche to put the pot in the we ground. did you we did. did. Okay. Yes, I was did. waiting for that. We dug. I know. Because yeah. we were tied for last place. They're not going to show the loser. <laughs> 95, 95, 95. <laughs> we got 65. We got 65. Um, yeah, there's an art to that fire thing. We finally got it figured out. Um, but we did. We dug a hole and there, um, we got cold sand down there, but it just wasn't fast enough. You really? know, I think, honestly, like with this challenge, we, we definitely, my mom and I, if we're talking, if we're talking about that, um, we definitely completed the things we had to do. So I was actually really proud that we we could have definitely succeeded. It just wasn't the speed right. that we needed. And uh, I think a lot of other teams were in the same boat. But just... Barry even said at the beginning of this, which is what I love already about this show, is that it's not a race. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what place you come in on that challenge unless you're first. You get immunity. Of course. But just because you get last doesn't mean you didn't prove yourself that you're of not course. capable of these skill sets in survival situation. So I love it. Um, what? Hot. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay, one thing I wanted to ask, was the Glacial River salt water or was it fresh water? Oh. It was beautiful regardless of what it was. <laughs> glacial but, water fresh. Uh, water? Yeah, fresh. I was like, I, do I have to think about that? No, it's it's from a, I mean it's from snow on top of a mountain. Yeah, so, so it's fresh water. I, I was wondering why, I have to think about that? why was everyone so dehydrated? Yeah. That's my question is because um, 
yeah, there, there's even though the water is um, glacial, mm-hmm. there's still particles in the water that we're not supposed to drink. So we do have to take the time to filter our water, um, and it takes a long time. It takes a long time. Yeah, and it, so it, plus you're moving so fast. Um, and you're being, you're just drained. You don't really think about that. Like, unless you're literally, your mouth is dry, you don't think, I need to drink more water. Well, here's the second part to my question then. Even though they had to drink muddy water and urine, do you think this actually helped them in the long run because they got so much more hydration out of it? Probably. I, I mean, I think if you ask Bear, he would probably say yes. Hmm. The guys who did end up drinking their urine, <laughs> you know, were probably technically more hydrated than any of us who didn't. Because lucky for my mom, she didn't have to drink her I was just going to ask, how birthday. did you two decide between like, who was going to do it? Um, I, it's your birthday, Ma. Yeah. I, feel like, <laughs> I think she felt more hydrated. And, like that we did kind of realize that we should probably, someone who's going to do that should probably be the one who just drink more water. So yeah. that was how we decided that. <laughs> well, let's talk about this journey <laughs> that you really embarked on, and everyone's different. You know what? What? What are those things? The specific tasks that you all had to do. Now, something that stuck out to me was what I loved about Jeff and his motorcycle accident, and how this was just that moment to kind of redeem himself, right, from this accident that he was on. But I thought it was so because he was kind of leading the food task, mm-hmm. and he jumped in. Was it him that just jumped right in? It was his, his partner, his partner Chris, okay. who yeah. jumped in with his clothes on. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the first journey. It's, it's so difficult because none of us knew what to even expect or what was expected of us. I think we didn't know anything. We didn't know what Bear wanted us to really do. We just kind of had to go with our gut and do whatever we thought was the best idea. And none of us knew what that really was. So I think everybody just took initiative because they wanted to feel like they were doing something. Right. And it it may have bit some people like it, it did Chris. You know, it kind of bit him in the butt a little bit for taking initiative, even though in his mind he was doing something really positive for the group. Right. And I think there's a lot of times where, where people are going to make mistakes like that because they just don't know and they're going to have to learn from that. And and Bear is very forgiving with certain things and, and will... Um, wants you to learn from things, not necessarily just be punished for making mistakes unless they are literally critical mistakes to the group. Uh, He wants you to to be warned and be taught and then show him that you've learned. So, obviously, this this mistake can't happen again. And he did make a good point when he said that the mistake wasn't just you were almost got hyperthermia. The mistake was you two were so cold to the point that when you got to camp, you couldn't help with anything else. You were right. out of commission for the rest of the day mm-hmm. because of this one mistake. And really quick, were they allowed, technically allowed, don't laugh, but to get naked before getting in the water? Like, could they have possibly just taken everything off to get in the water? That's a good question. I, thankfully, no one tried that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been bad if they did. They're a good-looking team. Yeah, I mean, I don't you think know? I don't think the women would have had like a huge problem. Yeah. I mean, if didn't you call if, them studs? I think they did. I think I did. I said yes. The studly men yeah. <laughs> should take their shirts off. Hey, you're in the wilderness, all right? I'm sleeping in a tent with my mom. <laughs> Come on. Now you guys pulled the fire knife, and you had to lead everyone around the river bend with that little map. I mean, how did you feel with that? Because that would have been super difficult. Yeah, I just have to say with the fire, um, when we got to camp, we... (laughs) 
my mom was so funny. We went to the riverbed uh, at our camp, and my mom, we, we were given a shovel, and we just dug rocks. My mom was throwing, like, huge boulders. Just, it was incredible. It was the funniest, most amazing thing I've ever seen my mom do, and she was just a trooper, digging this trench for the fire, and it, we had to be very, very careful with fire. Uh, New Zealand is under a very, like, intense drought, and so we had to be really, really careful. Um, so, it, But it was just, it was a really cool moment for me to watch my mom do that. It was just really inspiring. But uh, but when we got to the next morning, we had to lead the pack out to our, to our survival test, and you know, they give you this little map that's like, it looks like Bear's children drew it. You know, like, it, it really did. And you don't know where you are. We don't know where we are, really. I mean, we were flying in a helicopter above these mountains and literally dropped. And you don't know where you are, where you're going. And they give you a little compass, but it doesn't do much. Because you think, okay, well, maybe this side of the bend looks like what's on this map. But you don't know until you walk the mile or whatever to get there. And then you're like, really, this isn't where we we're supposed to go. So oh it's really difficult. And thankfully, we sort of made it. Um, we had to cross a couple more rivers, which meant we had to get our feet wet again, which was crappy because we're wearing thick wool socks that are supposed to dry quickly and don't. <laughs> As you'll see, the socks hanging over the fire all the time trying to dry. But that's the worst part is once you're wet, you're never really dry. <laughs> yeah, they showed they showed him take his boot off, and his sock was dripping. The whole boot was yeah, dripping. Yeah, it's never. I good. feel how bad were the blisters after that first day? Oof. Um, or probably after the. A third lot of day people we- had some blisters. I thankfully didn't. I think I had like the, the coming on of one, and I just it, thankfully it didn't actually turn into one. So I mean, everybody's feet were kind of funky and and like not happy. Now, who was on f- the fire task with you? Uh, Kyle and Rice. Okay, let's talk about Kyle. And Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they're hilarious. They're hilarious. More so Kyle. I think Kyle's more of the story of this relationship because he's been sober for six years. Absolutely. And Royce is just kind of alone well, for the ride. Like Royce said in the commercial, he's showing the world supermodels can do this too. Uh, but he's beautiful. <laughs> I I think he's adorable. <laughs> he you just wait. Royce has Royce has some little uh some little Moments. bullets. Yeah, he has some little bullets to throw out there. He's, well, you're going to look forward to that yeah, then. He's a character. They both are characters and um but really funny like they have good hearts and that that they were just good. They were good humor, for sure. <laughs> I'm enjoying them for sure. And what I loved about tonight, we had a little premiere party before yeah. tonight's episode. And Robin and Wilson joined us. They did. Shout and out to Robin so and Wilson. Fun. Yes. It was so great meeting you guys. It was so fun to sit with them and you and kind of watch you guys' reactions and hear what you have mm-hmm. to say. And Robin and Wilson are great people. They're they are people. so genuine. And I loved Robin's comments that she made tonight because I feel like her comments were so realistic. Like, I'm throwing myself in this river and I felt like I was going to drown. Like, yeah, that's, like, the human reaction. I, I like Robin and Wilson a lot. Yeah, and it's funny. My um, my mom's from Louisiana. Wilson is also from Louisiana. And they b- basically grew up in the same town. Wow. Uh, which is really funny. So they bonded on that immediately. And just Robin is such a sweetheart and has an amazing, inspiring story. Yeah, the fact that she lost She 100 lost 100 pounds, pounds last year. And it, she's just... She's... She's a tough cookie, for sure. Um, we all went through a lot on the show. And I think to come out of it 
and realize that, you know, whatever did happen on the show, whether we got in, you know, fights or whatever, if we made comments that we shouldn't have to each other, we all went through this together and nobody can ever take that away from us. And no matter what happened, that's what keeps us kind of on the same page and we have that in common and it's it's a neat thing that bonds people together and that no matter what happened on the show you're just you're kind of like family For and sure. you can you can love like family and you can fight like family and you don't always have to like each other but you always have to love each other and Absolutely. that's i think what i really came away with with um with everyone and you'll you know obviously we'll see how relationships unfold but it's just it's amazing to still like be back home and feel like I really have this family yeah. that is never going to go away. Well, you're all big personalities, like thrown into this adverse situation, <laughs> and they're, like you all have these like really diverse backstories. Another story that really stuck out to me was Alicia, mm, and she her, her mom was her mom, the one that had something happen to her spine, and so yeah. this was like this moment where she's like, I don't want to give up because like my mom can't walk anymore, yeah. so I have to really dig deep. And that tender moment that she had with Spencer, Spencer was so cute and good to her was like I'm here for you like we're gonna do this together I like them already but they're, um, I'm I, I have a, do. I have a soft spot for them in my heart um, Alicia and my mom really bonded immediately because she's my mom's mom Madonna like, yeah. and that's her thing everybody calls her mom Madonna pretty much by day one because she just has that mother motherly nature to her and she wants everybody to love and love her and she wants to love and show nurturing to people and when Alicia shared that story my mom just and her they just connected and I have a soft spot for them for sure and Spencer is just hilarious we called him Moses <laughs> I mean we, that beer when we got to like, base camp it was like I think we, we honestly we didn't know each other's names yeah. for the first like day even through that whole journey we like really hadn't been like hi my name is whatever like it's just like hello let's just do this thing which was also really cool that we didn't know each other from anywhere from Adam like no we didn't even know names we maybe heard it in passing but we just worked together no matter what. You know, we just jumped in that stupid river and we <laughs> made it happen. And so when we got to base camp, we still didn't really know each other's names. And I think I called him Moses because <laughs> he looks so much like Moses in the Ten Commandments movie, right? Yes. I, know, I mean, me. the beer definitely. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the drama that kind of accumulated through this episode had to do with the deer meat. I think yeah. like that was a that very was pivotal a moment. Can I, can we talk about that? Honestly, <laughs> I, I've been waiting for like ten minutes to talk about this. <laughs> no, the okay, no. so we have these. We have the, the the task. We have shelter, obstacle, food, fire. How the hell did that slip through the cracks? Like, how do you have? Uh, and I'm sure that's so. There was so much animosity towards Vanessa and Erica after this. Like seeing them fall asleep. We only saw a little bit. I'm sure everyone was like. <laughs> yeah. Let's go kill them in their sleep. Like, how do you let that much deer meat, which you know food is going to be one of the, like, survival things you need for this show. How do you let that much deer meat go to waste? Like, nobody smoked it. Nobody tried to cook it at all. Mm-hmm. Like, no trying of preserving it. Yeah. I mean, the the fire team and a couple other people that were left over at the end of the night, we tried to, like, figure out what are we going to do. But it was so late and it literally took at least an hour to cook one skewer of meat. Like, it was, it was so slow. <laughs> and at that point, were you just, like, so exhausted? It, pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, you know you have to get up in a couple hours. So it was like, this isn't our task. Like, we can't, we can't be held responsible or else we're going to screw up tomorrow. Yeah. And it's really not worth that. Um, and honestly, at the time, too, 
you've already eaten maybe one skewer of meat. So you're like, all right, I got a little bit of food. So you think you're fine mm-hmm. until you wake up the next morning and there's nothing Starting. to eat. And you're like, <sighs> oh, I can't move. And I remember the next morning literally waking up and feeling like I can't do it. I couldn't. I was packing my suitcase. I'm glad they didn't show it because I think I was whining a little bit. But I was trying to pack my, my suitcase and roll my dry bags. And, and I couldn't even get it all to fit in my bag. And I just through it. And I was like, this is not working. I'd have no energy to push my stupid dry bags in this backpack and make it fit and it's too heavy. And it was just like, you're irritable, you're hungry, you're tired. It's never good. But there is the there is the moment where we have people who know how to they know how to do the deer. They know yes. how to clean the deer. And the other team doesn't, so they go back to they go to shelter. So is there a lot of people who there is a task that they could do, but they're like, oh, it's not my job. Like, is there a lot of moments in in this? I mean, we saw it in this show just a little bit where nobody um, really wanted to stay up and do the food. Like, they could have taken shifts. I will say that you will see what Bear says about swapping tasks. Uh, He's not a fan. I'll just say that. Okay, that makes sense then. If you are given a task, you should do that. <laughs> and was the challenge in cooking the food also that you had to keep the fire so small? Yes, it really was. Um, yes, it took a long time over a very small fire to cook okay. a very large amount of food. Um, and that was just a you know, safety risk for sure. Did you feel that people were like willing to jump up and help even if it wasn't their task? Yeah, I think you know everybody's really... Everybody's really excited, but they're also like they don't know what they're supposed to do. So everybody wants to do something yeah. because they don't want to feel like they're not being helpful because they know they're going to hear it at Bears Camp. So well, it's also like it is a game. So it's like if I don't look like I'm doing anything, mm-hmm. which again tonight, Eric and Vanessa, they yeah. looked like they were doing nothing. Which of course, you found out later on what happens. Well, but yeah. you know, you know, and that's a lesson. Like everyone's on that, and that's a lesson too, though that people can see through when you are attempting to look like you're doing something. Uh, well, they were showing Team Yellow doing that just a tiny bit too, with he didn't want to jump in the water and help them out. A buck is a heavy thing. Like Robin it, and Wilson. Yeah, Robin and Wilson. Pulling a buck out of a river, like especially when they're talking about how it numbs your the water so cold to numb you, that is not an easy thing. It's not even easy to pull a buck out of anything when you're carrying it in land. Yeah. Yeah. I so mean, shouting at them does not really help <laughs> Well, and the poor guys, they thought that if they, like, dropped the deer, it was going to ruin it in the water or something. <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to lift it up above their heads. <laughs> and it just, But just like Bear said, when you're that cold, you don't think. You can't, you can't think mm-hmm. properly. So you just think that you have to hold the deer over your head. I don't know. How close were they to taking Chris off the show? I, th- I think, honestly, when we walked into Bear Camp, Bear was going to send them home. I think he had it in his head that that mistake was just not acceptable. I for sure thought they were going to go home. But yeah. I think when it came forward that some that, that Vanessa and Erica maybe weren't uh, doing what they were supposed to do, I think it changed his decision. Hmm. That's That was my perspective uh, of what I think happened. Just at the way that he emphasized how much he did not approve of that mistake that Chris and Jeff made. Uh, and I think he kept going back to it to make sure they knew that they were on the chopping block and that they were getting, you know, a pass, a hall pass for sure. I had just asked James a little while ago, would you prefer someone trying but they make a mistake or not trying at all? I think we saw what Bear wants, you know. Because he emphasized how Chris uh, affected the whole team by being slower at camp. But Eric and Vanessa, by not cooking that food, affected everyone right. throughout the whole camp for yeah. the whole next day. And potentially through the whole show. 
those who give the least lose. Those who give the most, you know, win. Yeah. So if you're giving and you're trying, I think he wants you to learn. He doesn't want to punish you for trying. He wants to punish you for not trying and giving up. But as a castmate, what would you prefer? Because, I mean, Chris, I mean, they could have affected everyone. Um, and obviously the girls did. I, yeah, I mean, I would obviously prefer someone trying. I think, though, if... If they're trying, again, to look like they're trying, and you know that there's really nothing coming of it that is beneficial to anyone or the group or whatever, or if somebody's doing something that's very frivolous, I think you have to bring that to to people's attention because it can be really harmful to the group. But the fact is, Chris and them did get the deer out, and you guys didn't have to. I mean, that's... They did, and thank God they didn't get hypothermia because they were very blue and very close to being way too cold. I know, but they have a lot of muscle on them. What would have happened if someone else had gone in to get the yeah. beer? Like, True. So True. they did take one for the I, team. I don't think anyone, as far as the cast was concerned, uh, blamed Eric and Vanessa for not getting in the water because they're small girls. Mm-hmm. They would freeze immediately. Yeah. <laughs> so it made sense for larger guys who have a little bit more muscle, number one, because we knew they were going to have to go get something. Um, and we don't want to risk having someone like that not get in, you know, getting too cold and, and getting hypothermia. But Right, and what they did wasn't, I mean, it really was a detriment to themselves, not to the team. They helped exactly. you. Right. Exactly. And know who you can help us? By going to iTunes <laughs> and rating and commenting on the Bear Grylls Get Out Alive after show here at After Buzz TV. Great transition. Can we be any more cheesy? Right. <laughs> Just go on iTunes, type in the search bar, type in After Buzz, um, Get Out Alive, and you'll find our podcast there. Give us five stars. Because I, think five you should, look well, at I think you should just give us five stars. I think you should. Yeah. Leave us a comment. Tell us how much you love us. You can ask questions, too, through iTunes, but you can also do that on YouTube, because mm-hmm. this will be on YouTube within a few hours after this I'm is up. I'm an avid YouTuber. Yes, I comment should. back to everybody. We, I will comment as well, and you can ask questions. We would love to take your questions and answer them. I would love to answer them as much as I can. Because if you didn't know, she was on the show. What? What? She was on the show. Wow, what? See, what? <laughs> I love it. She, she's that sidekick to Mama Donna, you know? <laughs> right. I will. Okay. Okay. Side note. Side note. When the promos first went out on TV, I was like, was I even on this show? Because it was literally all my mom. And I was like, all right, Team Lavender, Team of One. Awesome. Thanks, Mom. Mama Donna is probably going to be a hashtag trending worldwide. Oh, hashtag. And her, yeah. And she also says, OMG, you need me. So just hashtag, OMG, you need me. And hashtag, Mama Donna. You didn't see, like, Bear just talking to Donna, like, you want to be on All Stars? Don't talk it. Don't talk it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll both be on All Stars. We'll kick butt. (laughs) Let's talk about the test that you guys had to do because that's really gross. Um, what did you think about, like, did you know when Jim and Austin came back from the test that they were going to be feasting on all this food? Did they talk about it? Like, you never, you know on Survivor when they win a reward, they all come back and they blab about, oh, we got all this food, it was great. Did Jim and Austin ever do that with you guys? No, I mean, share anything? you know, we didn't really know at that point what the feast pit was, and, and we did have the option when we got back to go see what they were going to eat and I passed because I did not want to be resentful of them. It wasn't worth it. 
I was very happy to have beans and rice. <laughs> uh, very happy. And I have to say, my beans and rice that I cooked tonight tasted way better Delicious. than dirt water. They were really good. Nice. Thank they were you. Really good. <laughs> Learned from Mama Donna. Uh, but uh, I was very happy to have beans and rice. I grew up cooking red beans and rice with my mom. And so it was at least a familiar item of food that I wasn't like, ew, gross. It wasn't, you know, fish eyeballs and deer meat, which I don't eat as a normal thing. Uh, and so I was very, very content. And I think everybody else really was, too. It was something of substance that we could recognize and tasted like human food. And it could have had deer in it if you didn't leave it. <laughs> right? Oh right? That's really yeah. bothering you. It yeah. is. It's, we're going to be at week eight. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? That person wouldn't have gone home I if wish, they had deer I meat. I wish we'd made deer jerky. If I knew how to make it, I would have done it. You need the sun for that. Madonna did now. She didn't pull out of her backpack. You know, I know we grew up in Alabama, (laughs) but we were not into like the hunting. That was like Ryan's thing. Ryan and Madeline grew up like hunting deer and stuff. And the deer, which was so funny, the irony of this whole episode too. Mm As Madeline got in a car accident because of a deer. Yeah, and, and now she got to eat it. This deer. It's like this revenge. redemption and revenge story. And it was like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I got in a car accident. Now she's like eating it. I just, I thought that was interesting. I love how they started the story with her boyfriend going, dear hands, uh, dear hands. <laughs> they are so funny. They're, they're really good people too. I mean, I can't say enough good things about my cast peeps. So. Oh man. We're All supposed right. to hear from Erica and Vanessa pretty soon. So we should probably start chatting Talk about the elimination. About Bears, Bears camp. camp. Bring up the deer meat Bears again. Bears camp. Um, Bears camp. So when going into Bears camp, what did you guys think? Who did you think was going to go home? I mean, you... Yeah. You, how moment, about at this moment, you guys... Let's do your guys' predictions of what you were going to say. Like, I, what would you have thought? I really thought going into it that it was going to be Jeff and Chris. Because they played it up, like you said, so much mm-hmm. that... Those were what Bear said, a schoolboy error. And so there was so much storyline and development in this episode. I was surrounded around Jeff and Chris. They were blue and purple in the face. I was like, this is their time to go. But then they showed Dominic and Esmeralda, and Esmeralda's throwing up. And I was like, she's totally going to go home because if you're sick in a survival situation, your chances of survival are slim to none. And then, of course, between those three, Erica and Vanessa, I feel like. Uh, Kyle came out of nowhere and just threw those girls under the bus. I was like, where did this come from? You never saw them interact. There's obviously some tension between Kyle and these girls. So it was a toss-up between those three, and of course one of them did go. But <laughs> you okay, want- Yeah, okay, so I felt like Erica and Vanessa were going to go home just because of personality. I didn't, I feel like everybody else like really like tugged on my heartstrings. Um, their story was good. Um, is it Erica or Vanessa's mom who passed away? Do you remember? I, which I'm one getting it was? them all confused. I know yeah. it's the first because they have the team interviews and they have the individual I, interviews. I'm like, yeah, yeah but <laughs> for some reason it was just like I feel like the show is she had breast portray- cancer. Her mom had right. breast cancer. Yeah. They were portraying them as I don't want to say unlikable because I think everyone on the show is mm-hmm. likable, but compared to Chris and and Jeff and the motorcycle thing, because that one really got me. That that story for some reason touched me a lot because it had been like two months and then he was already out there you know, busting his butt, trying to be amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. So, I mean, I kind of predicted that. Um, Eric and Vanessa, they'll tell you themselves. They're going to call in soon. They'll tell you themselves they were... Their thing was they were city girls wanting to get out of the city and show that they could do something really adventurous and cool. And I think that they showed that. I um, do too. And I think... I, I mean, I had respect for them for sure. And they were just... They were very 
just funny. They, you know, they were characters. And my mom and I actually had a really cool bonding moment with them. If you go on NBC.com, guys, and go to the videos, uh, there is a there is a video called "Look Cute in the Wilderness." I watched it. So it's cute. me and Mama Donna, <laughs> me and Mama Donna have some tips for you guys on how to stay cute even in the wilderness. <laughs> and we had the best time. Like I found these these elderberries that we that we found. We were going to try to eat them, but they said that it would make us sick. So I, it was dying my fingers, and I was like, "Man, I like I need some color," you know. We was like, "No." makeup or anything and I was like alright we're going to be on camera let's give this a shot so I put it on my lips and on my cheeks and my mom's like yeah that's really good and then we've got some ash from the fire put it on our eyelids and made some all natural organic amazing New Zealand makeup and the girls just ate it up and I think at least from from us to them it was like a positive, like feel good about yourself. We're we're make light of a situation and just try to feel like yourself again. Um, and when it's funny how when you just add a little bit of color and bring life back to someone's face, it it, it makes them just light up from the from the outside in, and then they light up from the inside out. I like that. And um, I, I was really happy to see the smiles on their faces because they were not happy um, at Bears Camp. I mean, at Base Camp that day. And I think when we came and did their little touch-up, they just, they glowed after that. And it was like a new spark. They were reinvigorated. And that's exactly how I felt. I felt better immediately. Because when you know you don't look amazing, you Uh, don't feel amazing. You don't want to be on camera either. No. No. And you don't want to make new friends and talk to people. Like, I don't want to go introduce myself and feel like, ugh, who's that girl? You know? (laughs) Like, you don't want that. So it was a neat little bonding experience. And I was was happy to to have that with them. I kind of thought that they were going to go home halfway through the episode. Like, cause not because of their personalities, but mostly because of when the fire thing and they were just going ahead of everyone else. When I'm realizing that everyone's working together as a team, I'm like, okay, these are strong competitors. They're very competitive. But then when they went to sleep before everyone else, I, I was just like, they're going. You can't do that. When everyone's coming together as a team to reach a destination, when everyone's doing any, everything together, and then you'd think that everyone would go to bed at the same time. It, it was just a deal breaker for me. I agree. I think you worded it better than me. I think that it, the the way it was portrayed, um, I don't know, through editing and production, was that they kind of gave up. Even if that's not what they intended and they thought they had done their job, when we're watching, it looks like, well, why aren't they doing this? Because we can see it from the outside. Yeah. yeah. And again, I think that's the not knowing what <laughs> expectations are really there. And I... You, not, not that that's an excuse, but I, I can kind of understand when you're you're so overwhelmed by this. Well, and that was the brand new. I mean, you guys were just thrown into that situation. Of course. And now, you know, from, from this point forward, there's really not a whole lot of excuses anymore. Um, but this first episode, it really was us just like, what do we do? And we yeah. don't know what to expect. And walking into Bears Camp, I do remember having conversations with everyone about, like, what is he going to do? We All of us felt like we were in the hot seat because what if we get there and he's like, do you remember when you did this? And you don't, you're like, oh, I didn't know that was bad. You, so we nobody knew if we were really like the shining stars or if we did everything wrong. We had no idea. So it was nerve wracking going into that first camp. So it was kind of like ignorance was their excuse for, for Chris. Because his, his excuse was the ignorance of not knowing that that was really a bad thing to do. But ignorance couldn't be an excuse for Erica and Vanessa. Because yeah. they should have known that it's not right to leave your camp while they're all still working. Mm-hmm. But uh, I gotta ask, was the challenge when they're doing this boiling muddy water and everything, <laughs> what, was the, what was the air around camp like? Was it very... 
was it very competitive? Was everyone like really working against each other, or was things moving kind of slowly and people were just kind of? Oh, you mean for the the heating of the urine? Yeah, the heating up. Everybody's crazy. Everybody's like, frantic. Really? I mean, everybody was exhausted, but everybody was frantic because this is the first time we're like, you know, you honestly when you when you're when you're hungry for the first time, mm-hmm. it's worse than when you're hungry for a long time. Sure. You get used to it after a while. You don't realize it as much. But if you stopped eating tonight and you didn't eat all day tomorrow, tomorrow would be the worst day because yeah. you're like fighting that like you know you're supposed to eat, but you're not. Once you get used to it, you like you don't notice that you're not eating because you haven't eaten in a long time. It's not weird anymore. But when you feel that initially, it's so hard to find energy and well and you're, and so you're trying really hard to move fast and quickly, but your brain is like not working and you're thinking about the food and you're probably getting ahead of yourself and you're looking at everybody else and seeing what they're doing. It's, it's really nerve wracking. What's the comfort level difference between when you get to your camp and Bear's camp? Uh, when I get to my camp and when I get to Bear's camp. Um like, like, do you have to build the shelters again? Is it different? Oh, um, no. Bear, base camp, base camp is always base camp's always there, um, and we would come back to it kind of like as a refuge. And every couple days, we we would really look forward to base camp, okay? Because it meant, you know, and as you'll see, it means rations and you know a nice place to kind of nice is a strong word but mm-hmm. place to sleep and um you know a little bit of relaxing time to kind of like recuperate and bear knows that we need that for sure okay i think my only critique um of this show and how the elimination is structured i wish there was more of uh, explanation because Bear makes it seem like one team's going to go, and then out of nowhere he switches his mind. Like, we talked about this tonight. I really thought it was going to be the boys that were going to go home. I want to know, like, what he's really grading it on. Like, it really could be producers in his ear saying, you know what, this team's not really delivering it this episode. They're not going to add anything later on. Let's get rid of them. You know, I, I'm kind of curious to know if there's, like, this real scale that he has behind the scenes that he is really critiquing all of you guys or, in a sense, I wish there was a way to, you know, he puts up two teams. Like, these are the two teams that did not contribute the most on your journey. They are ones that could be detrimental to your success later on in the game. Now, it's up to you guys to vote who you think is least valuable to your your journeys. I think, to me, that would have made more of an elimination competition show for me. I think that's what was lacking for me. Let the, let the cast participation just a little bit. You guys should have voted off who you thought was least valuable to your journey. Um, I think in a way we do without, by speaking up. Yeah, and 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 it is. This is not a show where we want to throw people under the bus, or where you know even Bear doesn't really want us to like bash each other because we're all in this together. But he really did make a huge point of being honest with everyone and being honest with him about what happened on these journeys because he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, all of the things. I mean, he comes in, he comes and goes. So it's, what he sees with his binoculars. <laughs> so he he wants to know from our perspective who did what, and um, it's it it's unfortunate because all of us were hesitant. At least sure. at this first base uh, bear camp, all of us were hesitant because when he says, "Who should I send home?" You're like, "I don't know. I like everybody," because yeah. <laughs> you don't want to make enemies. It's not that kind of show, and sure, it, it's just it's unfortunate that eventually, um, you know, you do have to tell people what. You have to speak up. And, they may you know. grow on me. I just think I'm so used to these, you know, backstabbing, voting people off. But I think that's another thing what I do like about NBC, to rebuttal my comment, is that even with Biggest Loser, it's not about 
voting people out out of you know maliciousness and vi- being vindictive it's it's to, for the betterment of them and the group and I that's something I can respect about Get Out Alive so the strategy is be a good person and do what you're do supposed your to do yeah, yeah. You don't need you don't need to be like Russell Hans on this show and betray everyone. <laughs> Screw everyone over. <laughs> I threw the deer meat in the ocean. Yeah, because there's really no. I mean, there's really no villain that's really stepping forward on this show at all. Except Bear. Except for Bear. <laughs> Bear is the villain. With his noggin. Look at him. Minions. I mean, I think actually the villain that could really step forward is Kyle and Royce because of their tendency to really. Say it how it is, but that comes off as a villain sometimes. Erica and Vanessa, we want you to call in now if you're listening. I've been texting her. I hope she didn't fall asleep. Call in because they're in Chicago. They're in right? Chicago, and so I was like, "Please stay up. Please stay so up. It's like Don't go to sleep." <laughs> she texted earlier saying, "I'm fighting to stay up," but I want her to call in now. Four two four two five six one six three three. If not, call maybe in. next week, and they could be the start of our show. Like, you know, I probably should have had them be the start this week. <laughs> Should I call her on my phone? <laughs> Wake up call. Let's Wake up. Let's do it. Let's see. Just <laughs> leave him a message. Yeah, worst case, we'll leave him a message. Tell him we're thinking about him. This is so funny. Just hang up, though, if it starts giving the... You've dialed nine something something Yeah, good something. point. <laughs> Hello? Erica. Hey, it's me. It's just me. It's just me. I'm Okay. Well, do you want to call it? Do you want to call in that number and talk to us for a second? Or okay, cool, cool. I'm scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. We'll go easy on you. Okay, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the text and call the number. Perfect. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Yay. Now none of you guys have seen each other since the show has finished. Um, I have not seen Erica. No. In production wrapped probably in March, mm, April, around there. Cool. I don't. I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to be good. No, totally. <laughs> I'm trying to be good. I'm such. A You're doing a really good job. I, I hope so. A, yeah, you are. So, <laughs> I hope so. I gotta point out that Bear Grylls is a huge like internet meme right now about um, <laughs> well, especially now something 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 better drink my own urine. <laughs> And I loved that the cast actually kind of made fun of that when he's like at base camp. He's like, okay, so I'm going to need one of you to choose one person from each team to collect in a water bottle your urine. And then I think it was, was it Jay? What, What was his name? Who he makes a joke and he's like he's like don't worry honey you're gonna you're gonna get to see me drink my oh, own yeah. Piss. Spencer oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spencer yes it I, is, those moments are really fun well I will say I think most of us knew coming in because if you've seen Bear Girls before you know he drinks his pee <laughs> you know he's gonna happen yeah but none of us expected it to be episode one <laughs> and it was like a lot of urine it's not like it was just a little bit I mean even with the muddy water it was. Huge. I mean, nobody yeah. drinks that much in one sitting anyway, let alone it being muddy water in urine. Is Erica on the phone? Yes. To take a break from urine. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm here. Hi, Hi. Erica. Woo. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Yay. Thanks for calling in. Sorry to keep you up. No problem. No problem. <laughs> in your comfy bed. It's probably a lot better than right. our tents in New Zealand, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> well, this is the first time I've talked to Erica since she left the show. Wow. Um, yes. So I know. It is so the first hi. Time. <laughs> so we I, have you been watching the show? Yes, I have. 
Our show? I have. I watched the episode. We had a viewing party. It was really fun. Awesome. Have you have you been watching our after show the last couple of minutes? Do you know what we're talking about? I have, yes. Okay. So you know what we're talking about. We've been talking about just Bear and the whole experience and the teams and what you think about people and the We've been talking about urine, of course, because that's awesome. Oh, my awesome. goodness, of course. Um, but we, I think we probably all really want to know, like, what really went, you know, what what happened with you guys, with with you and Vanessa and the, this whole animosity that we saw on the show with the food. And, you know, where were, where were you guys coming from and what do you think maybe got misconstrued? You know what? It's funny because they didn't show that much animosity as there was in the actual elimination room. Right. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I feel like they definitely did not show enough of the behind the scenes because Vanessa and I actually made a deal with um, a couple of boys. Since, since we did not know much about getting the deer, mm-hmm. we traded places and said, hey, we're going to work on the shelter. So we distributed, you know, the rope and the tarp so that people could just could make their own shelter so that the boys can make the dinner. Mm-hmm. But they didn't show it on TV. Right. So, so do you so do you, you know, feel like course, you and do you feel like you and Vanessa actually did participate more? Because I was building the fire, so I didn't see any of this going down. Exactly, um, exactly. So you do and you, your mom were building the fire at the time? Yeah. So do um, you think that you guys actually so, did participate in building the shelters more than they Exactly. Right. We we know we cut rope for people. We distributed the tarp so that people could build their own um, shelter. We were suggesting places as to where they should build their shelters. Um, but they didn't just on TV, of course. Yeah. Do you so think that the rest of the... Like we didn't do much. Do you think the rest of the team was was correct in feeling like maybe you guys Honestly, contributed the least or no? I mean, I was glad to go home nonetheless. <laughs> but I do think they were wrong. <laughs> I do think they were wrong because I wasn't shouting out to everybody. Hey, everybody, I'm distributing all the tarp. I'm distributing right. all the rope. You know, we were, I, I honestly felt like it was a whole entire trip that we were all team players. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel the need to let everyone know what my job was. Of course. You know, Vanessa and I, just, Vanessa and I actually had a private discussion um, with a couple of teammates and decided this. I, I don't know if it was on camera or not, but that was decided. Lucky and um, I can't remember his name. Ryan. Lucky and Ryan decided to skin the mm-hmm. and we were going to work on the, the shelter. Yeah, that was the plan. Yeah, and that's why I was surprised that Ryan actually mentioned in this interview that we didn't do much. Mm-hmm. That was funny to me because we asked a private conversation with him, saying that he would take our job. Yeah. So. From my perspective, it made sense. The whole swap made sense, in my opinion. Definitely. So was your understanding that when you swapped, you were swapped for good? Instead of instead of you were just swapping for that one task, like skinning the deer, you thought that you were on shelter for the rest of the night and he was on food for the rest of the night, and that's why you didn't really pay attention to the deer throughout the, epi- throughout the day. The well, night. not necessarily. I just felt like um, people that had a task, like the river task, it ended. The um, the Jeff and Chris were in charge of the you know the the compass which Bear gave to them, and that ended. You know, I didn't think that we had to sit there 
through the entire night, making sure that everyone took the deer and everyone ate the deer and, you know, ate enough. Hey, did you eat enough? Did you eat enough this morning? I didn't think that we, they would think everyone and catering to everyone to be able to make sure that they ate enough for the next morning. Because the thing is, when we were on our journey in the water, everyone had a say in everything. We were, when we were bushwhacking, everyone had a say in things. Right. But when it came to food, it seemed like people depended on just Vanessa and us, you know? And, I mean, it's understandable. When it comes to food, people are very desperate in the time of need. Of course. So I get that. But even though we each had only one teammate, we were all there together. And we should have, if you had a say in something and if you're knowledgeable in a subject, you should have spoke up and said something. That's all I were you the only team that went to bed at the time you went to bed? No, actually, we went with um, we went with the team that was the father and son, Jim and um, Austin. Cannot... Yes, yes, Austin. Jim Austin actually walked us to our tarp. At that time, I ate a good amount of beer, and I decided that you know what. Should I eat more deer or should I go home and get enough rest for the next day? And the deer took very long to cook. Yeah, that's what I So saying. I said to Vanessa, I said, you know what? I think we should get more rest than eat. So we, um, Austin actually walked us to our campsite and he actually was legal at the same time as us. Okay. So we walked did, did Jeff and Did Jeff and Chris go to bed with you at the same time? Did who? Did Chris and Jeff, the other team that was on food no, with you, did they go um, to sleep with you? I don't believe they did. I don't believe they did. Okay. Now that you've seen the first episode and you saw the way it was produced and, and laid out for the audience, is there anything you wish you would have done differently? I mean, after it was produced and the way it was edited, of course it would have been great if I, me and Vanessa or just me or just Vanessa judging the, the water. But, um, I mean... If anyone else is in our position, I feel like if someone automatically um, volunteers themselves, I'm like, great, go ahead, go ahead, you know. Um, so I do, mean, do you wish that you'd done something different as far as the food is concerned I, by leaving the meat? You know, leaving some leftover I meat. Don't. I actually don't because we all have a different amount of energy stored within us. Uh, my energy was done. If other people have energy stored within themselves, then hey, stay up, cook some meat, and save it for everyone else. Or save it for yourself. But I don't feel like they should have depended on us to cook all the meat, which took, you know, 30 minutes or more to cook for everybody. Vanessa was cutting the skewers for everyone. She was, she was shaving all the sticks for, so people could make skewers. And we were just distributing the meat, so I don't, I don't feel like they should depend on us because we were, we're all a team, and you know, just because of the river, he wasn't. Oh, we didn't so, hear that. Hang on. I feel like everyone should have been more of a team player. Okay. So, I still got to ask though. Did you, did you feel like you kind of shot yourself in the foot because you know you just ate fish eyes. Um, food is, you know that f- this is a survival show and food is going to be such an important part. Do you think you shot yourself in the foot by not 
sticking around the food and saying, okay, we know we're not going to cook the rest of this. Let's think of a way to preserve it. And then if they had said, oh, well, let's just leave it and see if they're going to eat it, then you guys mm-hmm. went off to bed. You would have been okay because then at least it would have been a group discussion that you tried to right. preserve the food, but you, they decided, everyone decided that it was better to see if people were right. going to cook it. Mm. I honestly don't think that I shot myself in the foot because, I mean, I'm completely from the city. Not one part of me even thought about cooking the rest of the meat. I thought everyone was going to eat as much meat as they could and then go to bed. I did not even think about the rest of the meat. I thought that was going to be either dead meat or people were going to eat it all. We all, everybody had a, had a stick that was skewered off because of Vanessa. And we all put as much meat on that stick as we wanted to and cooked it. Yeah. So if you wanted more meat, you would just get it. Yeah. And if you didn't, that was it. Mm. And we were just chilling in front of the campfire. So that was not on my mind. But the thing is that I mentioned, I felt like if someone was more knowledgeable on the subject of food in survival, then they should have mentioned it. And then guess what? I would have definitely agreed with them. Yeah. I agree. I should have eaten more food. And a lot of people should have ate more deer. A lot of people. Because the next morning when we woke up, we were... I, I know, for, for me, I was light-headed. Yeah, me But too. no, I don't feel like I shot myself in the foot because I did what I was knowledgeable about. You know, we all learn. And we learn from experience. We learn from other people. We learn from a mistakes. Dream, teamwork makes a dream work. So, <laughs> you know, we were all a team. I felt like people should have definitely spoke up if they had an opinion. Yeah, I, I think, you know, my perspective, and I'm sure you'll agree, is that this whole, you know, for this premiere episode and for our first journey, Erica, we none of us knew what we were up against, what was expected of us, exactly. really. I mean, you know, Bear did guide us, of course, but in the grand scheme of things, no one knew to what extent we were supposed to be doing anything. Exactly. Uh, and so exactly. I think it's just, for this first one... Th- he had to make a decision. It was hard. It was hard. Yeah, and it was hard. It, it really was. And and I was telling them, too, I think Bear came into Bear Camp with a different decision in his head, and somehow his mind got changed. And uh, I think that's going to happen a Agreed. lot. And there's nothing we can do about it at this point. <laughs> but um, what's, what's, like, the biggest positive, amazing thing that you took from this experience, you and Vanessa? I mean, I think it was great that I went to meet my best friend, you know, we actually went on a TV show with Bear Grylls. I, I literally watched almost all his Man vs. Wild shows. I was so into his shows before I even knew about Get Out Alive. It's crazy. I've seen all his shows. So just to meet him, just to experience something that he's experienced, and to meet new people from around, you know, the United States was really great. And to do that with your best friend was even better. How does it feel to be back in the city? Yeah, were you glad when you guys got back home? (laughs) Oh, trust me. I was ecstatic when I got back home. (laughs) I don't blame you. Chicago is a beautiful city. My parents were ecstatic when I got back home. They were so excited to meet in one piece. Yeah. But I got to ask. My mom is a worry wart, so she was so (laughs) happy. (laughs) So... 
my question though is we had we had the, the council I guess we can call it with Bear deciding who he's going to vote off and it seemed like everyone just kind of threw you under the bus about the especially dear especially Kyle yeah, especially Kyle Kyle went at you <laughs> was it was it difficult for you to get a word in edgewise because it just seems like you guys didn't fight back you know to stay as much as you could have yeah that that was the hard part just hearing everyone say things about us but it was funny because a lot of people only say things when they're in front of a certain person or when they're in mm-hmm. front of a certain quote-unquote authority. Or prompted. You know, when they're in front of their girls, they want to talk more than they did in front of us. Because I even confronted a few people, but they didn't say anything about that to me. The next morning, they were, you know, smiling in my face. Oh, great. The next, they didn't, on TV, they didn't show Vanessa and I actually searching and, you know, looking for Rebecca's for us. We were searching through the wild, through yeah, the woods, through the bushes, that. through the through the plants for things for us to eat in the morning. They didn't show that. We we went hard in the morning with Jeff and Chris as well. Um, they didn't show that. But you know, when it when it comes down to that time, people change their personas up. So I don't blame them. It's easy. Um, um, people so are they scared. They're going to. I'm sure. People are scared they're going to go home, so they have to... Exactly. We were... I'm sure everyone was scared to go home, except for Austin and his father. But, um, you know, it happens. And I, I wasn't so sad. I wasn't... I wasn't that sad. I, we... Vanessa and I really like Jeff, Jeff and Chris. Um, we bonded with them, I think, the most out of everybody. Um, but, yeah... Like I said, we were happy to go home. Not that, I, not that, who wants to go home first? But we were happy to go home. Definitely. Well, it seems like they edited this episode with the knowledge. Like, of course, they knew you were going home, and I feel like that is mm-hmm. why they edited it the way they I did. Agree. Because after what you've told us, after all the other things you've done, and after how you went to, you weren't the only people who went to sleep. I really don't feel like you guys deserve to go home more than some of the other people. I really think Chris should have gone home. Yeah. Because you, but I also think that you needed to speak up with this information at the council. Like, you you should have said that it should have been the people who were manning the cooking. Like, they, they knew more about it. They would have known the preserving methods. They would have known more about that. And you should have brought up that you and Austin went to bed to conserve energy, that you thought that your cooking part was done because you did help with the cooking. I, I will say, though, it's not easy to I fight. Agree. It's not easy to fight with people that you've just gone through this whole thing with. Uh, with. It's for very sure. it's very hard to... And I, even for the people, honestly, that, that threw, you know, you guys under the bus, Erica, like, I think it's it was hard for everybody mm-hmm. to even go there because we didn't want it exactly. to go there. But eventually you kind of have to or else Bear can't make a decision. And it's a game. Yeah. And exactly, like it's tough. We were pressured to go there. Um, I didn't want to necessarily say certain things about certain people, but you know, when you're under that circumstance and people are saying things about you, you kind of have to, you know, stand up to yourself. So I agree. I don't necessarily think that Jeff or Chris should go home. I I I even said, which did not they did not put on air. I even said that I don't think anyone should go home because it was our first night. I said that I feel like we should all be given a a fair chance on our second night and that we were all equal because it's all the teamwork. But, you know, editing is magical and, you know, they make it how they want to make it. 
So it was an in epic. End, oh, go ahead. It still happened, you know. Absolutely. Uh, it was an epic experience so, for sure, and it's it looked it beautiful was. on the big screen. And New Zealand. Of course. What do you think about New Zealand in general? You know what? I really like New Zealand. I've been to Australia before. So um, New Zealand wasn't super far fetched, except the fact that they don't really have sea life like Australia. But, um, you know, I would definitely go back just to experience it on a touristy aspect because, you know, we didn't get to experience hardly anything being there just to compete. So, but it was a beautiful place. After after a while, I was just like, you know what? I'm ready to see some skyscrapers. Yeah. Let me get there to Chicago, yeah. please. <laughs> Give me some. City. I need Chicago. Yeah. So you just saw the first episode. Who do you think is going to win? Get out alive with Bear Grylls. You know what? I would honestly love if Austin and her and his dad won. He was Austin and dad were amazing yeah. in the process. Um, when Austin took Vanessa and I to the campsite, he showed us a sh- like all. He showed us the Milky Way. He showed us the Big Dipper. It was amazing. He's so knowledgeable on the outdoors. He is a huge fan of Bear Grylls, and just the way he grew up, I would love if he won. I would love it. I would be so happy. I would promote it. <laughs> I would I would definitely be happy if he won. I loved it. Who do you think's going home next week? Ooh, that's a hard one, but I have to say possibly Esmeralda and her husband, just because she was really sick. Not that they failed at any tasks, but she was really sick in the time that we were there. So I, I, would, I honestly was worried about her, especially during elimination. She threw up. Yeah, that was out of so, nowhere, um, right? Yeah, she was really sick. So I would not be surprised if they were the next one to go. But honestly, who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do, of course. And I'm not saying a word. <laughs> Keep it short. Keep it short. Are you a five hundred thousand dollars? Right. Well, thank you so much, Erica, for calling in. I know we kept you up, but I I am so glad to talk to you. No problem. And I hope you girls are both doing great. I'm out here with my boyfriend. Oh, hello. Hello, please. Um, well, tell <laughs> Vanessa we all said hello, and she'll have to call in and give her thoughts, or you guys tweet us questions or whatever. Um, do you and Vanessa have Twitters? Yes, my Twitter name is at one e frank e f r a n k, and that's my Instagram as well. Cool. Do you know Vanessa's by any chance? I'm sure I have it somewhere. Vanessa's Twitter is at Vanessa V underscore three one two. Cool. Awesome. Well, you guys live tweet every week, I'm sure, and talk about what you guys think about Get Out Alive. And um, thank you again for calling in. I miss you guys, and hopefully we can do a reunion soon. No problem. I miss you guys, too. I miss your mom. Right? Oh, my gosh. Real quick, what did you think about our little special segment on NBC.com where we're putting on makeup, please? Oh, my goodness. I had so many people constantly about it. They loved it. They loved it. How did that make make you guys feel? My blush. How did that make you guys feel when we were just doing that? Like, did it kind of take you back to being, like, in a comfortable state? Yes, it took us out of the wilderness for just a a quick second, you know? 
we got to get back normal for a second. Right. It was just great. Just buying on some girl, you know, on some girl talk, girl time. Yeah. I loved it. Well, you and your mom were hilarious. Seriously. <laughs> well, me and like, my mom and, and Erica and Vanessa were the only girl teams. Mm-hmm. We had no exactly. guy on our team. Exactly. So we already were underdogs. So we had to bond on that and put on makeup. It just made sense. All right. Yes, well, we ha- you guys did it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, thank you again. It's uh, probably time for us to wrap up. And I know you have to go to bed, but thank you yes. again. We'll talk to you really soon. And yes, um, let's keep in touch. For yes, sure. we will. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Good night. You you guys. <laughs> so do we have any more for the show or do you want to go into predictions? I think predictions. Let's I mean, you do guys it. go into predictions. No, we want to hear what you think's going to happen. Right? For sure you do. It's worth a lot of money. <laughs> Ladies first. James. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, uh, wow, since you did say my name. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Erica. I really do feel like Dominic and Esmeralda um, are not looking so hot for next week. If she's really that ill, um, and you can see it on her face, especially for her throwing up, and Bear pointed out that that would be an issue in a survival situation, I, I just don't see them really pulling through on the next journey, and I'm going to have to say that they're my pick to go next week. I don't know how like many days is per episode. I, I don't know like the the length of time. But if Esmeralda was feeling um, sick and she doesn't get any better, I'd have to agree because I mean her eyes were welling up with tears. Bad. She mm-hmm. she looked like just and horrible. Pale. Yeah, she was super bags. pale. And um, it almost looked like because of it, I mean, her boyfriend or is it her husband, kind of husband sat kind of silently. So I don't know if like there would be a growing tension or if he's like supportive because she's sick. But either way, if you have a sick teammate, it's going to bring you down. So I agree. I disagree. I think Ooh. because <laughs> what they've went through, like this this experience, some people take it different than others. And I really think that this was more like a traumatic thing for her because she's so not used to it. That I think it's it's more that she's in shock at the moment. Her body's just in shock oh. from the experience of what she went through that day. And I think she's right. I think after getting some sleep, her nerves will calm down and she'll be able to take it again another day. She might end up like that again the next night. But after a day or two, after a few days, she her body will get used to what's what it's going through. Because I've had days where I've you go you go too hard and that whole night you feel sick, you feel nauseous, you want to throw up. So I really don't think that they're going to be once to go. I. Sorry, Robin and uh, her husband. I, Robin and Wilson, I think you guys are going home next week. You don't see Chris and Jeff doing anything stupid next week? Um, They're my second guess. I think I think Robin is going home next week. Robin yeah. and Wilson are going home next week. Just because there was a little bit of animosity this week, and if they don't kick up their game and actually get with it, I don't think the people are going to appreciate it. And with Chris and uh, what's his? Jeff. Chris and Jeff. I think Chris is going to have in his head, like, don't do anything. He's going to think twice before the things he does. And Jeff's more of a follower because Jeff isn't the one who jumped in first. So I really think that that's going to help them later in the game. I'm excited regardless. I'm excited. I'm excited. Woo! So where can we find you, James Wallington? You can find me on Twitter at James Wallington and on Instagram at Mr. MR James Wally. (gasps) And you can find me, Ashley Michelle, at The AM Broadcast on Twitter and Ashley Michelle on Facebook. 
I am at Candid Bliss Twitter, Instagram. I'm way better at Instagram, but I try to push Twitter every time. Uh, <laughs> so at Candid Bliss and uh, Candid Bliss on Facebook too. And you can literally see her on the Get Out Alive. You guys can show. literally see me on Get Out Alive next Monday night at Team 9 p.m. Team Lavender. Hashtag Team Lavender. And tag Mama Donna OMG and Candon Bliss on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, as well as on the Dexter Twisted Graceland and Get Out Alive after shows. We also have a new AfterBuzz TV website where you can comment and it links it to YouTube. So anything you put on YouTube is on our website and we'll reply to you through there definitely check out the new site and give us feedback otherwise thank you for tuning in thank you guys so much we had so much fun thanks for watching us get out alive tune in next week from bing.com executive producers maria menounos kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 